Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Knights of Infinite Resignation, a podcast about the future, because it's going to happen whether we like it or not. I'm Jack Sinclair. I'm Claire Adams. I'm Thomas Monaghan. Hi guys, uh, just so everyone knows, uh, if it sounds a bit different, it's because two of, well, we're all in very different rooms than we usually are. Uh, we're recording on a Tuesday instead of a Sunday like we normally do, because Claire was busy, essentially, over the weekend. Uh, she was taking part in the Nesbra bed race, uh, which if you don't know what that is, it's essentially one of those strange, weird town traditions where someone makes a bed, puts a child on it, and then races around the town with the bed on wheels. <clears throat> so she she was taking uh, part of that, and me, Tom, uh, we were also there as spectators, observers, some might say. Uh, and so, yeah, we we didn't have a free weekend, so we have to do it on the Tuesday now. So me and Claire are at my house, uh, and Tom's uh, where I usually am. So hopefully he might actually have some decent audio this time, <laughs> which would be nice. Just not decent content. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, how did that go, Claire? Anyway, bed race. Did you have fun doing that? Yeah, it was actually really, really fun. You forgot to mention the fact that we went through the river, the disgustingly swampy river. The reason you weren't at work today, river. You can't say that when... What, that you've got the shits? Oh my god. Okay, yeah, I may have swallowed some of the water, which in turn has made me ill. (laughs) So when you think about it, it was fun, but the after effects, not so fun. Mm, That was dirty looking water. It is pretty vile. But other than that, it's actually really good fun. In a weird way, even though pretty much the last three months of my life have been committed to intense training sessions and then bed decorating, which, you know... Which took five minutes. <laughs> well, it did. I wish it took five minutes. <laughs> but it was great. I mean, it's all for a good charity. We um, raise money for Make-A-Wish Foundation this time round, so it, it's, it's going to be rewarding. It is rewarding. It's, you know, an achievement. It's something off my bucket list. It's definitely rewarding for people who take part. <laughs> I, uh, like, for anyone... It's something to do for the runners, for the spectators, not so much. And the fact that on Saturday it wasn't the best weather as well. I guess when you just stood around Knaresborough Town Centre waiting for beds to come past. I imagine it's like the F1, but with beds, the bed just flies past and that's it. <laughs> Granted, with the F1, the cars will come back around again. Yeah. The beds don't. Uh, well, I do have a few critiques from the spectator side of things because this was the first bed race I've ever been to. Same. And Claire went ahead of us, uh, like well early in the morning, and then Tom drove me and his girlfriend Ronwen uh, over to Nesborough before they closed the roads because obviously the entire town is shut off for this thing. And it seemed like there was a really good atmosphere, fair enough. But we had uh, sponsored wristbands that Claire got us, which was funny because we had donated no money towards this. <laughs> yeah, people assumed we did. Yet. Um, so we haven't donated yet. Yep. yep. And um, <laughs> they like they give they give the sponsors like a ticket uh, to get some free food, which is kind of cool. Uh, so we had a a, a lovely uh, cardboard burger, and obviously you get thirsty when you want you have some food, and if you don't like pims, you are fucked. Like, all they had was Pims. Uh, they had Yorkshire tea, but I'm not a hot tea drinker. And, like, they had Thai food available Pims? with no food, with no liquid to sell with the Thai food. It was so bizarre. 
I there was no that. liquids. If you were on the... I'm sure for the public side, there actually was like a, a drink stall stand. But if you were in the section for any of the sponsors or any of the actual runners, there actually was no liquids available. I know we're by a river, but I don't think they expected us to drink from it. Yeah, because look what happens. You get the squits. Exactly. Well, it was such a bizarre setup. Maybe the people of Nairs were a bit more feral than Claire, and they're used to drinking from the river. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was a little bit weird. Like, it was very kind of... It felt a bit Wicker Man at times, if you know what I mean. Like <laughs> They were dressed up funny. <laughs> The town had come together with a very town... It's that very village fate kind of feel with the bunting up. um, And then everyone kind of gathered. It was like the shittest pride parade I'd ever been to. Because there were like men dressed in drag for the actual parade bit where they dressed the beds up uh, with whatever theme it was. It was heroes and villains this year. So everyone had... There was a fuck ton of Ghostbusters. Everyone was Robin Hood. Hey. (laughs) Uh, But it was a very strange... I was really the best Robin Hood. Granted, I was a slutty Robin Hood. (laughs) (laughs) Just like he was. It was a... (laughs) <laughs> he was a very slutty boy uh, but the whole thing was a bit weird like it's hard to explain the bed race to anyone that isn't local because it's such a, a weird thing to do to be fair even when i was describing it to ronwin she didn't get it yeah <laughs> the, the idea that because when you say nares bed race people think that you actually mean a physical bed like yep. an actual yeah. like four poster bed and when you go Oh, no, 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 it's actually like a metal frame with material for buoyancy for the river with a seat on it for the child. I mean, it, these beds are, they have to fit a certain specification. Like the wheels have to be a certain size. The bed has to be a certain size. Yeah, it's pretty serious. Like the child has to be a certain age. And it, trying to explain to people, no, 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 you push this metal frame with a child on it along the riverside up a steep ass hill around the market square and then down the hill and then through a river people look at you like you're crazy you have to tell people that seriously google it <laughs> but also like you put that you some because there's that parade bit beforehand where it's everything's dressed up with whatever theme it is and some of the beds were really well done like the the star wars at at was amazing which i believe did win first prize quite rightly so yeah but there was others which were fairly well done. But then what was weird was once they've basically started the parade, they just go through the town down to the river. And then once they reach the river, they literally just strip that shit off and throw it in a pile and it's done with forever. Yeah, it does seem like from being one of those people that was obviously decorating the beds, like you put so much like effort and like months of thought into like... Because you obviously get a certain time period of for knowing the theme. And then you like, you, pre- you prep it, you buy all this material, you spend so much time making the bed. Literally to rip it all off in five minutes. Like literally rip it off and put everything in a skip. And then it's gone. Yeah, so like a so stripper. We... <laughs> <laughs> so we entered two beds. I did it with my company. And one of the beds was um, Zorro theme. So we made a horse. And that took ages to make this horse. Like we we got we bought hair extensions for the tail and the mane. It looks so good. And then you literally just have to chuck it in a skip. It looks so good, and it's such a disappointment. But it just like all this effort for nothing. <laughs> may I may I add one criticism about the the Zorro horse? It did look like somebody had put trousers on a dog. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it, when we say horse. 
I mean, mm. Great Dane. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was more a donkey. <laughs> also, now the whole route. I I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that you know anyone can just do it when they fancy. But we were stood at the finish line, and there was a lot of grown people. As soon as they crossed that line, acting like they were about to die. Like, they would collapse, and they'd be just, like, almost hyperventilating. But then you'd see immediately after them, like, a group of children had just completed it, and they're high-fiving, they're having the best time in their life. (laughs) Also, just a note out there, I just want to just, for future reference, as this is a show about the future, if you're a dude who's been to the gym a few times... Like, kudos to you, but you know you don't have to take that top off, right? You know it doesn't have to come off. <laughs> like, you might be hot and sweating when covered in, like, in swamp dirt, but you don't have to take that top off. No one do else is doing it. I find that quite strange. Like, when you get out of the river, it's obviously disgusting, but think of the people that genuinely can't take their tops off. I mean, I didn't have that option. That wouldn't be socially normal if I was like, oh, God, I'm so hot. Whip it off. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, fine, dude. Dude, you cut. Looks good. But you don't have to, though, do you? Don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to, though. <laughs> Dude, don't have to. <laughs> yeah, but no. <laughs> yeah, so for future reference, you don't have to. Just, <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> so, yeah, basically this episode, uh, in, in keeping with the bed race, we're going to talk about the future of weird town traditions. Like, I have... Uh, I just kind of had a little Google today about all the different UK weird shit that's equivalent to the bed race. So we're going to start with the bed race and we'll talk about what we think it should do in the future and what we expect, maybe, things like that. And then I'm going to read out some others and we'll just discuss what we think maybe they can do to enhance whatever little weird tradition that it is. Because there's some fucking weird ones. <laughs> is this purely, like, UK-based, or...? Just UK. Just UK. Okay. Although, I will note, a few of them have become international, but the World Championships are still held in the UK. Quite rightly. The UK is the <laughs> centre of quite a lot of this. I'm guessing, like, one of these is going to be, like, cheese rolling? Like, rolling cheese down a hill? Cheese rolling is the first one that I started Googling uh, after the bed race because it's the one I knew the most. I think it's the one that probably internationally is known the most. Yeah. I mean, I can make comments on that right now. Well, hold your horses. <laughs> oh. Which one? The the donkey horse or the dog in the trousers? Or... <laughs> well, we've still got like 25 minutes, so let's just <laughs> chill it. Uh, also, I'm keen to talk about cheese. <laughs> I'm sure you are. One of my many passions in life. <laughs> well, all right, before we suddenly skip over to cheese rolling is there anything about the bed race that one we think should change in the future bar some fucking beverages um and what we expect so what what do you where do you see the bed race going in a few years uh, i would i'd quite like it if they took the wheels off and you had to carry the bed for the two and a half miles or whatever it is then it's a proper event I like that, because at least then you justify all the hyperventilating and shirt taking off at the end. Exactly. It's like, you know what? If you've carried a bed... Through a town (laughs) with a child in it. With no wheels, with a child in. Like it's some kind of child king. I mean, can I just point out that I'm lucky that I've done the bed race now, because that would be so (laughs) hard. It's difficult with wheels, without wheels. And no flotation. It has to be an actual bed that you you bought at a shop. You have to carry it whilst trying to tread water. Yeah. (laughs) 
There's not a chance. And the river has not to be flooded. Not a chance. <laughs> Only on flooded days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that would make it a lot more entertaining, at least for the spectators. And hurdles. <laughs> I mean, I was going to go with... Fat kid. Let's stick it... Sticking with the like the Spanish theme, so like we obviously have the Spanish team. So introduce bulls. No, bull no. on the bed. No, no, no. A bull has to chase them while they're carrying a bed. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, like in Spain, you've got the bull run. Yeah. <laughs> to have that, like everyone's like that, that awful tramming event, yeah. it down the fucking hill while bulls are running <laughs> after them. <laughs> that would make it more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I prefer bulls in the bed, frankly. But enough about my personal life. You've both disappeared on me. Oh, yeah, you froze completely. Yeah, in a sort of really cheesy, you... like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go on. <laughs> your, your Skype's frozen. Yeah, but we can hear you. Yeah, I can see Claire. And I can see you, Jack. I can see all of you. Oh, oh wait, he's gone. Jack left. <laughs> <laughs> Are we back on? Yeah. Yeah. Right, where did we get to? Uh, you bulls. were talking about... Yeah, you said something. Yeah, well, my joke's gone now, so... We might as well say it, we'll carry no, on. No, because it's not It's not going to work. I said I prefer bulls in the bed, but enough about my personal life. You see, joke's gone. It's gone. <laughs> it was perfect in the moment. You two froze on a happy face, and I thought, that joke hit off well. <laughs> and then I realised <laughs> they weren't going anywhere. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> So, on to cheese rolling. Yes. You clearly have opinions. Uh, but just, well, cheese rolling, just to let people know, Phil, anyone, anyone who doesn't know who's listening, uh, it's a, an event which takes place in um, Gloucester, uh, Cooper's Hill, which is an incredibly steep hill. And my basic understanding of it is that they literally roll a block of cheese down the hill, and this hill is almost vertical, and people have to, like, run down it and catch the cheese there's genuinely injuries like the people actually get very hurt during it because if you trip you cannot stop rolling it's a very <laughs> steep hill why don't they just wait at the bottom i think there's probably a rule against that oh, okay. what kind of cheese is it i have no idea baby bell <laughs> <laughs> giant baby it's a bell. huge baby bell but go on you have opinions my future plans for that would be you either roll yourself after the cheese so don't run after it. You literally roll after it. So you have to start rolling. Yeah. Or I go after it. Because <laughs> I love cheese. <laughs> just have me running after it like, cheese! <laughs> why, do, why, do why can't you just go and buy some cheese? Yeah. Because yeah. where's the fun in that? Buying, you you want to hunt your cheese. cheese. Surely I, wanna, I seriously want to hunt my cheese. I love cheese so much. So goddamn much. You like to catch it wild. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's why I was asking what kind of cheese it was. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't think it matters what kind of cheese it is. I mean, there's rules about it. I don't know. But I don't think there's much future to cheese rolling, to be honest. I can't see it evolving to much else. Uh, You couldn't really add much to it, I think. I think it's a perfect, weird little town tradition. I'll start, I'll re- I'll start reading off some of the things I've found, and we can kind of just discuss... We can break it down a little bit. Tom, can you sit still? I c- I'm trying to get comfy. <laughs> there we go. I'm comfy. And I'm near... This is going to be muffling the fuck out of your audio. Actually, it didn't really come up too much on the old computer. <laughs> okay. How far away are you from the mic? 
No, it's literally only like so far. It's probably like less okay. than a foot. But the thing is, it's uh, I'm, I'm definitely re- I'm recording plenty of sound, so don't you worry. Good. Okay. <laughs> it can't be any worse than what it has been. Maybe. <laughs> I'll read these off. Uh, we can kind of break them down a little to try and understand a bit more before we start seeing where the eventual future of these things is. Mm-hmm. Or if you think about anything which should become a small, strange little town tradition, yell. So there's the Egremont Crab Fair. Does anyone has anyone heard of that yet? No. No. The Egremont Crab Fair. This one again. I'm starting off with a slightly it's slightly acceptable. Like when you hear the bed race, you think, okay, that's a quaint little thing, and cheese rolling, fine. Of course there is. At the Egremont Crab Fair, they literally they throw apples into crowds. That's one of the things that goes on, which I think is a slight danger hazard, but fine. Uh, But that's the place where the world, and I just wanted to make this clear, the world championship gurning competition takes place. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if you'd heard of it before, because that's fairly common. I've heard of the gurning, yeah. What's the apples got to do with it? It's, it's, again, something to do with the town's tradition at the time. It's about, like, the the sharing of the bounty or something like that. But yeah, so it's like that. They throw apples, because obviously that's what they produce there, into the crowd. Whilst gurning? Yeah, there's a special bit where you stick your head through a particular hole and you gurn and you're judged on the gurn. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now... The apple throwing, I don't think that should continue, because one, no one really wants apples anymore. I imagine most of them are wasted. And two, that's got to hurt. If you're not ready for that, no matter what part of the body you're being hit by, it's got to hurt. I guess they would warn them before they start lobbing them into the crowd. But yeah, if you're, you've been in a crowd setting, like when there's a lot of stuff going on, you can't always be looking in the right direction. I guess so. I mean, to be fair, if you're going to want to throw a fruit, at least make it interesting, make it a pineapple, you know, really add some danger factor into it. <laughs> I suppose if you threw a banana, you'd get it back. Um... <laughs> 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 uh, but gurning. Now, I believe there's a future in gurning. I think it's an untapped art. Because in a world of Photoshop and stuff like that, I think we get kind of... We almost expect that you can do anything and make a face look like anything on the computer. But it's a different thing entirely to see it in real life. I'm all about the gurning. I want to see gurning more mainstream. I want... Because you know how there's always like a, ba- a British Bake Off? Like, that's the big thing at the moment. And then you see all these other channels. Trying, there's a pottery show, which is of the exact same format. And then I think there was like a knitting show as well, which had the exact same format as Bake Off. Like, they're almost interchangeable, but with these things. What, knit a cake? Yeah, they knit cakes. Okay. (laughs) And there's loads of other shows like that, which are trying to be the next big thing by just copying the format. I think there should be a Great British Gurning show. Great British Gurnoff. The Great British Gurnoff. I'm telling you, that's going to be the next thing. BBC, there's going to be some BBC exec listening to this, and they're going to steal it and make a load of money, but we'll know that we we were the initiators of that. But how many people would watch that show? Because gurning <laughs> is actually disgusting. Like I, How? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Whoa, that's whoa, offensive. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> gurning is clearly a national art form. We Gurning brings in international competitors. It's a the Gurning World Championship. Remember, it takes place in England. I, I just think it's a bit gross. <laughs> so close-minded. But running a ball through <laughs> Nairsborough is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but people pulling funny faces with some kind of weird thing around their neck. 
is weird to you. <laughs> yeah, I like a challenge. Gurning, well, I was going to say gurning isn't really a challenge, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think I could gurn. Well, exactly. It's a, it's a skill. It's harder than bed racing. Yeah. Is one of these um, traditions going to be like the moustache shaping one as well? Uh, if if the if the UK has a particular like I think that's just a thing that's everywhere. I don't think there's like a particular UK only thing. Do you know what actually is a weird tradition? It's a national thing, but I don't think we think it's weird because we're so used to it. But bonfire night, bonfire night is a very strange tradition when you think about it. Well, the fact that you're celebrating someone essentially getting killed. <laughs> And then you all stand in a field and watch fireworks and then clap over it for no reason. And then watch a, a, an effigy of a man burnt alive. It's the weirdest tradition. And then if you want, apples in toffee. <laughs> but it just seems really weird that we would celebrate that. It just seems a bit... Yeah, why aren't we every year making effigies of Hitler shooting himself in the head? Like, why Guy Fawkes? Why is that like the cool thing? Like, yeah, let's just burn the effigy of someone. Like it's a normal. Let's take our children to this and let's call it what it is. Like let's not even sugar it up. Oh, that's Guy Fawkes. He goes on top yeah. of the bonfire. He burns. Yeah. yeah. This is a guy that was have an apple, hung, <laughs> drawn, and quartered. You're literally celebrating torture in a really mocking way. So it's like let's set off these fireworks, which is what you would try. Like this is all the explosions <laughs> and stuff that you would have done to Parliament, but you didn't, did you? No, now let's set you on fire. Goodbye, Guy Fawkes, till next year. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so strange. It's a very yeah. strange thing. Also, just while I'm on the list of ranted about strange things, another strange tradition, and it is a tradition because it popped up in the lists that I was Googling, Ascot Hats. Oh, right, for the races. Yeah, why, what, and why? Uh, because horses appreciate good hatware. <laughs> But again, also the future, I can see the future of Ascot just becoming like, people forget that even horses were meant to be there. It's now just a hat show in the future with women breaking their necks with these extravagant hats that have like fairground rides on them. Personally, though, I think it's only fair. I mean, before the races, the horses get paraded around. So technically... It so then the women are... <laughs> Females getting paraded around. Yeah. With a little jockey on her back. <laughs> well, that'll be later. That follows after all the wine. All right. Depends if she's won. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because the winners breed, don't they, for next year. <laughs> yeah, and there'll be some yeah. Irish trainer going, oh, she's a good filly. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> she wears the hat well. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, yeah, back to... Um, small more more villagey type things <laughs> yeah now i couldn't find which town this takes place in but it's definitely a uk thing um but bog snorkeling oh i've heard of this <laughs> of course you have <laughs> no it doesn't mean that i've, I've entered but... <laughs> no it's just if it's going to be anywhere i imagine it's around thirsk you know hey, how dare you i imagine it's like a main mode of transport we have our own bed races. <laughs> it's when you nick a trolley from Tesco's and you push it around the town. <laughs> With someone's child in it. <laughs> but bog snorkeling, I think in the future, needs to be updated. It's like bog scuba diving. At least give them the gear, you know. What are they going to find? <laughs> I don't know. That's, the, that's it, the mystery. That's whoever wins, tractor. whoever finds something. 
Viking coins? I don't know. Trespassers. Tom's turds. Tom's turds. No, you'll find that in uh, in Codbeck, probably now in the swale, which goes into the ooze. So it's probably in the North Sea by now. <laughs> <laughs> Danger to shipping. I mean, uh, to be fair, as we go through this, this episode is going to be maybe not so much about the future, but fuck it, I'm having fun with this. Uh, has anyone heard of the Straw Bear Festival? No, but I'm no. really interested. Right, it's in Fenland. Uh, I mean, What's that? Uh, yeah, exactly. Finland. It's in it's in the east. Oh right, <laughs> kind of northeastish, I think. That's vague. <laughs> With a lot of these places, they are in specific towns, but honestly, the towns you never you never would have heard of them ever in a million years. Try me. I haven't written it down because it wasn't important. Oh. Honestly. <laughs> but right, so the Straw Bear Festival. It's a 17th century festival. It's where a man and a boy dress in straw covering themselves completely. So they look like a kind of Resident Evil Wicker Man villain. Um, and what happens is they... Clothed? I don't know. They're covered in straw completely. Completely. You can't see the human. They're a straw bear, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a big parade and stuff, and they go door to door dancing through the entire <laughs> village. <laughs> and they're paid... Uh, as a as a prize for their their dancing, they're paid in either money, food, or beer. What about honey? Maybe. I mean, food. Honey is a food. So. Oh, okay. I've heard that it is a food. <laughs> but I looked at it, and it straight away, it they look like cosplay for a computer game villain. Like it just, it's a giant straw person. I don't know where the future of that lies, except in computer games. I feel the Straw Bear Festival is a future computer game horror thing. It just does something about it that is terrifying to me. The dancing as well. What happens if you've just moved into that town? Exactly. You know nothing about it. And then there's, you know, a knock at your door. Oh, I wonder who that is. You go answer it. Holy fuck, what is this dancing at my door? Exactly. Like, I'm Bob from Two Doors Down. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice to meet you. This is my son, yeah. Covered straw in straw. Boy. I mean, this is just... But that's a, no, but I'll be terrifying. I imagine there's no words spoken. I imagine it's just dancing immediately. It's like the countryside <laughs> Babadook. Like, it's just terrifying. I mean, I actually have no words for that. Like... <laughs> I'm glad that I don't know where this place is because that means that I will most likely never go there. <laughs> or stumble across it by accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to know where that came from. Like, who thought that was a good idea? Like, or did it start with it a man just dressed in straw and then, like, he incorporated a boy <laughs> into it as well? No, like, no, I, I think I know. Has how it this... already progressed? No, no, I think I know how this was uh, <laughs> formed. A man. And a, and a young man, I'm not going to say boy because it's crossing some kind of weird illegal threshold, were caught at it in some straw. <laughs> Basically, someone caught them and their first reaction was to dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Quick, do a jig! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how I was milking a cow! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, that was before the dancing. <laughs> Well, I uh, I did read that it's obviously it's 17th century, so it was meant to be a kind of tradition to let people know that it was a time of harvest again. So the straw man would go around and they'd celebrate the harvest season, so everyone knew. Oh. Why didn't they just do it in a normal way, like just knock and knock up? Yeah, harvest. Yeah. I mean, also, who's living in the 17th century in a small country town and doesn't know when harvest season is? Like, yeah, that's how are you alive? Job. <laughs> yeah, like there was no other jobs at that time. That was your job. 
So, yeah. strange. Yeah. If that's the origin of the festival, what do you think the end of the festival is going to be then? How do you think this festival will eventually dwindle out? When is enough enough? When do you think it becomes <laughs> a thing where people stop it? Is it just that when people... The, the entire town never stops it. They're all dressed up as straw men now. No, I think I think it'll end up stopping when there's just a notice board. <laughs> when they get internet connection. When they get phones. <laughs> also, I would assume that's a fire hazard. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I would have thought that. Why don't they incorporate him with bonfire night? <laughs> there you go. Guy Fawkes, straw bear man. That's how it'll end, due to a clerical error. Can I... I really want to move on to the next one, though. The, the next one's my favourite. I love this one. Um, worm Charming. <laughs> Has anyone heard of this one yet? In that, no. one of your hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's a village in Will Aston, Cheshire. Uh, it holds the world championship in Worm Charming. Literally, okay. people come from all over the world to do this. It was started by a man who has the most hobbit name I've ever come across. Tom Shufflebotham <laughs> started it and won the championship in 1980. Oh, so it's really recent. Yeah, but get this, though. Like, I became automatically, like, jokey. For, I, I read this. I was like, this is ridiculous. This is... I can't imagine why people would turn up to this. Tom Shufflebotham is a madman. But then I read this bit and I changed my worldview immediately. So he started it and won the championship in 1980 when he charmed 511 worms from the ground in half an hour. Yeah, mind yeah. blown. He's one of those pipes like they like snake charmers do. Right, yeah, there are rules to this. I also want to point out as well that if he was the one that created it... Mm. Did he set the rules? Is that a little bit biased <laughs> that he won it? Well, no, because it's skill. Was he, also... was he the only one entering that year? <laughs> 511 worms in half an yeah, hour. Yeah, he probably placed them. That is them. impressive. Yeah, he probably placed them. He's probably... No, 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 no. against no. himself. I'm guessing... What's that, um... The, the, like, really shitty Godzilla film where they put those electric rods into the ground and it, like, puts electricity through the ground and that's why they all come up? Right. I reckon he did that. No, right. Okay, listen. There are 18 rules to this. I don't have all 18. 80. 18. 0. Okay. 1, 8. Um, so you have a three by three meter area to do this in. So it's not like you just pick a bit of ground. You're given an actually, you know, sectioned off bit. Right. There are no drugs allowed to be used in the soil, but that includes water. So you can't... What time of year is, is, is this? I don't know. But oh. it doesn't matter. There's no water allowed to be added, no drugs. Nothing's allowed to be added to the soil, chemical wise, to draw them up. But you are allowed to play music. Okay. So I imagine there's a lot of people singing and playing music to the ground to charm worms up. And someone has figured out how to charm 511 worms up in half an hour. I don't know. I was going to say drum and bass. (laughs) But back in the 80s, that might... That wasn't a thing. Well, if you're talking, what, early 80s, a bit of uh, Spandau Ballet, Duran Duran. (laughs) So drum and bass. (laughs) That's not drum and bass. I know! (laughs) Moron. <laughs> but I'm. I want to see how they do that, and also I want to see what 511 worms in half an hour looks like. That's a lot of worms. So like they play. So he, he charms. He charms them out, and then what? He grabs them from the ground, puts them in a bucket. Yeah. Apparently the skill comes from fishing. So fishermen used to do this to get the bait. Obviously, that's how bait. Yeah, is. but don't you use 
worms as bait. That's what I mean. That's what they do to get the worms to go fishing. Then someone decided to make a sport out of the action of getting the bait for fishing, which in itself is a sport. It became a sport within a sport. It's the inception of sports. <laughs> I think this is a t- this should be a televised event because in half an hour, if a 511 worms are coming out the ground, that's already more interested in the most sport already. Like football, you could wait two hours for the first goal to happen. The first worm. <laughs> but the first worm's coming out soon. You can... When Tom, what's-his-face, Shufflebotham is at it, fucking worms everywhere. <laughs> they're almost leaping. It's like when you see fish when you're, you know, in the like mating season, they're just jumping out and hitting fishermen in the face. It's like that, but with worms. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Pied Piper of worms. Everywhere he goes, it's just worms flying off everywhere. So I assume it's, uh, it must be vibration then that's... It's pure charisma, it's, is what it's it is. It's not charisma, Jack. It's it's got to be vibrations. Same way that they probably come up when it rains. He no, he whispers seductive, wormy <laughs> sentences into the ground, such as I don't know. I'm not. I, he hasn't taught the skills to me. That's I, what I'm hoping yeah, will happen I, in the future. He'll he'll take me under his wing as his wormy padawan, and he will teach <laughs> me the ways of the worm. Show you how to be one with the worm. I have to live a year as a worm and find a worm pack and see if the worms will take me in as one of their own. (laughs) So do we think there's a future to worm charming? I mean, it's obviously still a thing. Yeah, it's it's the World Championships happen still in England. Is this guy guy still still competing? I imagine he's like the Stan Lee of worm charming. Like, I imagine he's there, he makes an appearance. You know, when there's a film about worm charming, they they give him a cameo, something like that. (laughs) If there's ever anything worm-themed, he's always kind of in the background. It's like a, hey, yeah, Shufflebotham. What's his surname? Shufflebottom. Botham. 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 Like like Gotham, but Botham. Or is it both? Like I said, it's such a hobbit. If he's not a hobbit, I'll be disappointed. Only a hobbit could do this. Tom Shufflebotham, my new hero. So I'm guessing he just taps his hobbit feet on the ground then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they just come up between his toes. (laughs) And then he grabs them. (laughs) But does does anyone think that we could enhance that? Do you think the future will benefit uh, anything towards it? Do you think they're going to contribute? Anything's going to be contributed towards it? Do you think we're going to get anything out of it? Do we think it's going to go anywhere? Do we think there's a future in worm charming? No. No. You clearly think there is, though. No, I'm going to make this. This is going to be the start. I'm going to start spreading the word of, of worm charming. People will start to really understand this elegant sport. Yeah, that that'll work. <laughs> this will be the sport of the gods. <laughs> Good luck. All right. If you're not if you're not impressed by this. How about in Dorset, there is a competition of nettle eating. Ooh. Yeah. This started when someone had a really long stem of nettles and just bet his mates that they couldn't beat him at eating the leaves. Like, so you have to strip the stem. Yeah, okay. Oh, God, that's like a cringe. What I love about that story is clearly his mates didn't do the normal answer that a human would do, which is, fuck off, you nutter. They went, you all right? And then it became, again, a championship. And again, we have the world championships at nettle eating. People buy a plane ticket to fly over an ocean to then sit in a obviously backward town and shove their mouth with nettles to potentially lose and then fly back home a loser. Full of nettles. Full of nettles. (laughs) 
I mean, I can't I... imagine. At uh, what process through the digestive system does it stop hurting? I does mean, he wipe his ass with a dot leaf? Tea. <laughs> stop the sting. Yeah, I think nettle tea is very different to nettle yeah. straight off the stem. I mean, that's, where's the fun in that? I mean, I get, like, obviously he's he did it as a bear. Like, I get that. I'm guessing they were drunk or not. Like, <laughs> well, I guess it was just stupidity. And I get the fact they did it for a, for bants. But to carry it on? It's now a, a thing. Bit strange. Like the town has adopted it. So when how old is this then? Uh I don't know. I didn't get a year with it. It's then still how did, current. Like, the town. I mean, is it a really tiny town? Is it literally him and his mates? It's somewhere in Dorset, so probably yeah. a smallish yeah. town. Yeah. Who thought it was a good idea to carry it on? It obviously got a crowd. That's yeah, what it was. Thing, who are these mad fuckers eating nettles? It was probably jackass before jackass, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Again, it's another thing that will disappear once they get an internet connection, frankly. <laughs> I'm guessing it's just one of those things that happen where people turn up just to point a laugh at idiots and then move on till next year. A bit like bed race. <laughs> yeah, but I think the problem... <laughs> ah, lols. Bants, bro, bants. But I think All the right. law of diminishing returns will probably take effect with nettle uh, eating. I can I can see it like down the line people were like yeah but I want to be more hardcore and eventually we're going to get to like I don't know cactus bumming pine cones oh I mean pine <laughs> okay. cones is in between there it's in the spectrum between nettle eating and sitting on a cactus you know I don't know why you looked at me weird then on Skype when I just I, I was kind of impressed cactus, by your innocence you said cactus bumming, bumming. yeah yeah and that you pine cones is it's worse no I was just kind of impressed at your innocence that that was a to you, that was a one-up from nettles, pine cones. I, I think is. nettles yeah. are worse than pine cones, to be honest. If I had to eat a nettle or a pine cone, I'd choose a pine cone. Uh, yeah, you could chew that quite nicely and probably not get too much of a negative effect. Unlike a nettle, you, you can't prevent that from fucking you up. Is that yeah. not like, really dangerous? Like, would it not numb your throat? I, I assume you'd soak it in gravy. I don't think... No, it, it's literally raw. You don't get to soak it. Raw pine cones? Are you an animal? <laughs> no, not pine cones. Nettles. All right. Raw nettles. <laughs> not even any ketchup. <laughs> there is, in one of these lists, there was, oh, by the way, is, do we see a future to that? Do we see that no. going anywhere other than no. becoming worse? Well, I mean, the human race isn't really advancing, so I'd say it's going to keep going. Uh, the next one is in Surrey. But it has become so popular that it's now done in Finland and the US. And that's wife carrying. Okay. For what so, purpose? Is the car broke down? or? Imagine the bed race, but everyone's carrying their wife. They have to go through a river. Do you know what? There might be a river element. There's a lot of hills. I know there's a lot of hills. <sighs> Is this designed for couples that are going through divorce? Or <laughs> yeah. just to push them over the edge? Yeah. It's meant to be like a good thing, as far as I'm aware. It's meant to be like a man loving his wife, he carries her, he takes her across everything, stuff like that, and she's light? I don't know. It's meant to be like a positive thing? I mean, some people will have an advantage over others. But also, to me, this is the one which is the most easiest to say what's going to happen in the future. Because it's obviously a very outdated system. It's It's not very feminist, frankly. So, I think in the future, it will be the other way around. Or completely mixed but that's not as fun so i'm gonna say the other way around the husband carrying competition i think that'd be more fun after he's had a skinful (laughs) 
carry him home yeah. from the pub. <laughs> I mean, I think that would be so much more fun. That would be more entertaining. Yeah. Just the threat of vomit. <laughs> and he'll, he'll probably have a takeaway in one hand as well. Not even necessarily him being drunk, though. Like, just the idea of trying to carry them in the first place would be... I'd be totally up for that. Or, really kind of full-on, like, feminist style, all the men are just, like, in a field, and they're married men, and their wives in another field, and it's kind of like a car keys in the bowl type thing. So, for the year, you set out who your new husband's going to be for that year, because you run, (laughs) and you have to carry the one you want to the finish line, you get that husband for a year. So, if you don't like the husband you've got, but you're like, Patty's down the road, then when it comes to the husband-carrying thing, you've got to, like, push her over... You grab your husband, who you prefer, <laughs> and you take them across. You get to keep that husband because they're interchangeable. Just for the year. They're, yeah, they're interchangeable. So, you know, you're not stuck with the same husband. Oh, I'm so into that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so what? So basically, like, you're, you're lined up. It reminds me of a game already. Like, you're lined up and then someone, like... <laughs> what? <laughs> what game? So you're, like, lined... So I'm trying to think of the game. I'm trying to think out, like, how it would be in my head. Right. So, like, there's... All the women in one row, all the guys in another row, and then someone obviously fires a gun as in go, and then you literally leg it towards the dude that you want. Yeah, and but the thing is though, you'd be lined up with your husband. So like if your husband doesn't know that you don't want him anymore, he's like, Oh, she's gonna come straight to me and then you see her dart to the left straight after John. Well, this is it. Imagine if you were the last guy left, and the <laughs> women were too busy fighting over the the second to last guy. You're like, oh. <laughs> I might as I well mean, dress up in straw I... again. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That decides who the straw bear man is. Exactly. To be fair. If you're the one that's dressing up a straw, this probably explains why no woman wants you. Oh, no, if anything, you become first choice. <laughs> yeah. You see his Women moves. Love a bit of straw. Oh, I've seen him dancing in the hay. Oh, I better go get him. <laughs> With his boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I think that's a great game. Can we introduce that into Harrogate? <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's what you want. I'd obviously run for you, Jack. <laughs> Well, yeah, because all you'd have a choice is clearly a Tory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, pick a decent town. <laughs> anyway, we're not married, so we can't take part. Married couples only. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> can we get married just for this game? <laughs> <laughs> what, just so Claire can piss off with someone else? <laughs> yeah, what, <laughs> what a really long-winded way to dump someone. <laughs> can carry on the other tradition so like you know the divorce game so you then have to carry me <laughs> so i've then got to chase you while you're carrying another man and then carry you <laughs> carrying him to divorce you you've both frozen oh uh, well you haven't frozen no. for me i mean no. you have frozen for me but tom hasn't no. so do you know what you look <laughs> Like you're entering the Gurning Championship, or you're getting ready to. So I can hear you in the other room, so it's okay. Can you hear us over Skype? No, I can hear you in the room. Right. Well, luckily enough, we're going to end the episode, so... Not really an f- episode about the future. A little bit, but mostly not really. <laughs> so in conclusion, does anyone want to try and summarise what we've just been saying? And what we think we can say is going to be... What we're resigning ourselves to in the future. Are we... Are we thinking more 
weird little traditions like this will pop up through time. Like, obviously, all these traditions popped up because of the environment they were in at the time. What Do you think there's going to be anything like that happening now? Do you think it's the end of the weird village tradition? It might be uh, in future, instead of carrying your wife, it'll be carrying your gaming laptop. Um... Which yeah, is a very difficult one. They're not that big. Huh. It'll be... It depends, really, because not all towns or villages will have a tradition already. So I would imagine that there is a potential that something may pop up. So, in conclusion... We reckon there's not probably going to be more villagey things, but the ones that we do have will get weirder. I reckon they probably won't change. They'll just stay the same. I mean, that's kind of what tradition is. I think Mm. they might actually grow due to sort of, you know, people are always into quirky, weird little things. And now there's more media and stuff and people are a bit more connected. They can... They can find all this stuff. And obviously, yeah, some of them are already the world championships. So that's going to spread the word. Obviously, certain countries are starting to adopt their own. Like the bed race, I think, has been adopted in other places uh, because of the yeah. Nairsborough one. So clearly, it's got popularity. Yeah, I reckon it'll, it will be just traditions from other countries that will come across. So uh, just finally, uh, out of all the ones we've covered, which do you think is most likely to become mainstream? What can do you think we're going to expect seeing in the Olympics in the Olympics 2042? I don't know if that math adds up. I doubt it. <laughs> I plucked that number out the air. Um, Mine would be the cheese rolling. That's such a safe bet. I hate it. No, the obviously the straw dancing, but like on the Olympic mats, you know, when they do the gymnastics, <laughs> but they'll have like the swivelly, like colourful ribbon on a str- on a string. Rhythm gymnastics. <laughs> But with straw men. But like paired, like dual dancing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, or, or you can add it on ice to make it even nice. more fun. Straw on ice. Straw, straw on ice. ice. I like it. Tom, <laughs> what do you reckon? The new Torval and Dean. But Yogi and Boo Boo. <laughs> um, I think they're all terrible for the Olympics. <laughs> Probably one that you haven't mentioned that, that would work. Conkers. Conkers, okay. Yeah. I mean, not a town tradition, but I'll give you it. No, yeah, it's Conkers, a, it's, a... it's a sporting element to it. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of danger. Hurt your knuckles. So, yeah. Okay. Exactly. And then, yeah, and I like that because that'll bring Conkers back to kind of the childhood foray. You know, kids will want to get, like, the exactly. top sporting it's... conquer. Yeah. Sport England will be fully behind it. Every conquer tree, as soon as a conquer comes out, you'll get companies running up and like paying for that tree, and they'll own that tree. And every time a conquer comes out, they paint a little logo on it. So logoed yeah. conquers. Yeah, like a little night tick on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, for me, just because before he passes away, I have no idea if he's alive or not. I want to see Tom Shufflebotham finally see what he's created, be loved all over the world. I want that to be everyone's favourite sport. I want it to take over the NFL. Worm charming. (laughs) I want every movie, big movie studio, to spend millions of dollars to advertise at the worm charming halftime. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Beyonce performing at halftime in the worm. Beyonce performing the worm. I was going to say that. (laughs) So, yeah. I think that's it. I think we'll leave it there. Uh, We've kind of half-arsed our way through that one so well done everyone uh until next time i've been resigned to being jack sinclair the worm charming man himself <laughs> i've been resigned to being claire adams clearly gonna go cover myself in hay and dance around the garden <laughs> and i've 
Wait there, what? <laughs> I'm resigned to being Tom on a hand, the conquer-loving Yorkshireman. <laughs> Lovely. See you. Goodbye. Bye. See ya.